Welcome to Impact OC, the only program showcasing the people and organizations shaping Orange County. With your host, Don Camber. Hello, live from the OC Talk Radio studios at UCI's Beale Applied Innovation Center. I'm OC Talk Radio Public Affairs Director Don Camber with another great guest positively impacting our community. Today, I welcome Casa Youth Shelter Chief Executive Officer Jessica Hubbard. She was previously the Chief Program Officer for Girls Inc. of Orange County. The Casa Youth Shelter is in Los Alamitos and serves runaway youth, trafficked youth, and youth in crisis. Thank you, Jessica, for being on Impact OC. Thank you so much for having me. Jessica, please tell us about the demographics of the teens you serve and their situations, including some stories. Absolutely. It's my honor to be able to share the stories of the youth that we serve. We serve kids in crisis. And crisis, what what does crisis look like? It looks like everything and everyone right now. We serve individuals 12 to 17 years old, and they can come to us a number of ways. What's important, I think, for people to know is you know, I think we have this concept or idea in our head of what crisis looks like or at-risk youth, and it's it's really every kid right now, especially post-pandemic, and especially living in a world where you can't get away from the ills of social media. So, so many of, of our kids are really struggling in a mental health crisis right now. So that's what our agency is for. It's for kids struggling and needing some help. We offer and provide shelter and safety, community, educational resources. So when they stay with us, we have a 12 bed shelter located in Los Alamitos, but not every kid needs shelter. So they can come and stay with us and receive shelter and food and resources and and clothing, but they also can come to us for outpatient services because the real magic that's taking place at Casa Youth Shelter in the healing process is with our mental health services because we do have a, a clinical therapeutic team that's part of our organization. Are they allowed to come to you without parental permission? They are, yes. So we can serve unaccompanied minors and there's a whole process of course to ensure that we're handling that legally, but so many of our kids do have to come to us. They are you know, fleeing or seeking something and we do serve a good number of runaway youth as well. There's this misconception around that, that kids are, are running towards something but the majority of these cases, if not every single one, these kids are running away from something. And so they can seek safety and shelter with us. What are they running away from? The most horrible things that you can imagine. Abuse, neglect, and every every kind of abuse. We serve large numbers of individuals that have been trafficked, sex trafficked or human trafficked, or are at risk for human trafficking or sex trafficking. So the worst things that we can imagine that happen to children are happening in incredibly large numbers. In Orange County alone, between 25,000 and 30,000 cases of suspected abuse are reported in every single year. Of that number, only about 7% of that 25 or 30,000 yield protective custody from the government into foster care social services. So I often describe our work as a safe place for kids who aren't lucky enough to get into the foster care system because when that number is so small, it's almost a privilege to receive that government intervention. So what is the demographics of those you serve? We are serving individuals, kids 12 to 17 years old. And even though we're located in Los Alamitos, we're serving kids across all of Orange County and all of Los Angeles County. Can you tell us, do you have more 12 year olds? 
What is the average age you serve? It's an it's a pretty even split um, between 12 and, and 17. Once they reach age of majority at 18, then they would no longer be able to stay with us. Of course, it's not a very swift exit. It's a gradual one, but it's a, it's a pretty even distribution. And it just kind of depends on the time of year. Sometimes we'll have a house that's more full of 15 and 16 year olds, for example. So it, it just it kind of fluctuates. What's the continuum of care and how is the Casa Youth Shelter playing a role in supporting the continuum of care for youth and families? The continuum of care is a phrase that we really have embraced at Casa Youth Shelter. And it's illustrating the fact that when we look at crisis and we look at treating crisis, we're going to look at it as a continuum and the issues and things and causes leading up to it and everything that comes after it as well. So thinking of it as more of, of a timeline or a life cycle instead of a single moment or point in time crisis, which I think is more kind of the way it was looked at before. So an individual might have been served and then we would treat them with case management. And case management is still part of our continuum of care services, but we're really interested in looking at what's happening before a moment of crisis and what's happening after. And that's how we've been able to expand and grow our services at Casa Youth Shelter in just the last year. So we've doubled our service numbers in just this last year. And that's reaching into that continuum to see what's happening on the prevention side of things. How can we prevent more individuals in that moment in crisis? How can we prevent them from ever needing shelter to begin with? And what's happening after that? Because we know crisis is going to happen. We know that there are going to be things outside of our control and definitely things outside of our kids' control. So how can we support them on the front end and on the back end. And that's and that's where I think um, we've really grown into that space of that continuum of care. Talk us through what it's like for a teen to get involved in your program and go through your program. A kid, a teen can come to us a number of ways. They might find us themselves. It might be self-referral where they're looking for answers, for help on Instagram or Googling, and they find our shelter. They could be referred from a, a fantastic teacher that's that sees that this child needs help, they're coming with bruises on their skin, or this child seems withdrawn, or that they need help. So kids can find us a number of ways. They might be referred even from a hospital partner, from a family member, and of course also law enforcement. So we have the chief of police of Los Alamitos that serves and sits on our board so we can have this partnership with law enforcement. So kids can come to us a number of different ways and and how they find us. They'll come in, they'll experience the intake process, and then they'll find home and comfort and safety. if you visit our, our, our home, Casa Youth Shelter in Los Alamitos, which you're invited, everyone is invited to come and tour, you'll see that even though this is a clinical facility, because we are providing clinical therapeutic services and treatment, it doesn't feel like a facility. It feels like a home. It feels like a house. And that came directly from our incredible founder, Mildred Jones, that wanted this to feel like a safe haven. And it does. The meals that are served are served family style. We all eat together and no one gets up from the table until everyone has finished their meal. So little pieces like that, that makes it feel like a beautiful home, even though they are also receiving robust clinical therapeutic treatment. How long can they be in the shelter? Average stay is around three weeks. They can stay with us. We are licensed for emergency short term. They can stay with us for a maximum of three months. It could be an, it could be two days, though. It could they could be coming through social services and just need a, an in, in between place. But average day is around three weeks, and that will give a, them enough time to see that whole treatment process through. And that seems like a short period of time, only three weeks. But when you think about it, we are packing in a lot of treatment in a short period of time because as they're with us, they're receiving individual therapy, group therapy and family therapy where the family is willing to participate. 
And then you have all of our expressive therapies on top of it. We have clinical art therapy that's included. We have music therapy, sound therapy, pet therapy, all different kinds of ways for kids to express and grow and heal while they're with us. What's going on within that therapy and what is the goal of it? The goal is, I, I want to use the word healing because it doesn't have a specific destination point. It's a process and we know that it's also a continuum in and of itself. So they're growing, they're expressing. If I had to pick one skill that we want our kids to walk away with, and I'll share this because we have a place in the shelter. We have this beautiful meditation fountain in the, in the courtyard of the fountain. It's dedicated to our founder, Mildred Jones. I like this because it physically embodies the one skill I'd want our kids to walk away with, and that is emotional regulation. And when you talk to human behavior experts and education experts, if you ask them, what is that one key skill that separates individuals who are success and individuals who have not been successful? It's emotional regulation. And when you think about it, it makes sense, right? It's when you have emotional regulation, you're able to regulate your emotions. That's what stops you from punching that person in the face that really upsets you, that allows you to take a deep breath. So if I had to pick one thing that I want our kids to have, what we want them to put in their toolbox to carry forward for that next phase past their, their crisis, it's emotional regulation and they gain that while they're with us. And you also have a teen drop-in program. Yes. And so that's more of that outpatient process that we're talking about that's part of that continuum. So they can come and receive life skills lessons or just anything to kind of add to what a kid needs to grow up to be a healthy, healing adult. So they'll, they could be in the shelter for maybe three weeks, but they can remain connected as long as they're a teen? Oh, absolutely. We really want them to. That's that's part of that program. So that's part of the case management and that continuum of care. When you're in the CASA family, you are always in that CASA family. And so we stay connected to the kids and offering them resources. It could be rental assistance. We have a fantastic scholarship program, too, to support our past residents because we want them thinking about the next steps and not just getting through that crisis, but what comes next and we hope it's higher education in some form any form and we want to help them figure out what that looks like can you talk anonymously about one case I'd, I'd love to yes so we had one client and i have been carrying her picture around with me because this was just sent we received an update from her mom this was a client like many of the kids that we serve came to us after she had a suicide attempt on her life and this is very common. The numbers are incredibly high. If I can share a brief statistic right now, the CDC has named suicide to be now the second leading cause of death for young individuals between the ages of 10 and 14. It has never been this high before. So we see a lot of kids that are experiencing or have attempted suicide or experiencing suicidal ideation. So we had one young woman who came to us after three suicide attempts found Casa Youth Shelter, and went through that healing and transformation process. I carry on this photo. It's not just a regular photo. It's her graduation photo of her in her cap and gown because she was able, after receiving treatment and safety and security and community with Casa, she was able to graduate on time with her peers. And that's exactly what we want to see for all of our kids. Describe the treatment that she went through to get to this point. And that was the individual therapy, the group therapy, family therapy where family where mom could participate and then those expressive therapies simple acts like going into the kitchen and cooking a meal with our incredible youth supervisor staff or 
a sound bath experience, something meditative and calming, sitting out by the meditation um, pond and just taking a deep breath and grounding yourself, all of those pieces along with clinical therapeutic, with a, with a fully licensed clinical therapeutic team, all of those pieces coming together to help heal this individual. Was that individual aware of what was behind her in order for her to heal? I think so. I think that when, when we see these kids that are experiencing this kind of trauma and this kind of crisis, they know this is a matter of life and death. And that is why so many of them are taking their lives into their own hands and are seeking the shelter and the safety. They're seeking treatment. They want answers. The good news is there are answers. It's, it's, I think it's taken us years. I'm, I'm a kid from the 80s and 90s, and it seems like we were just barely recognizing that there was a mental health crisis and what that looked like. Now we're in the place in 2024 where we can acknowledge that there is a mental health crisis, especially amongst teens. teens. The question is, what do we do with it and, and how do we treat it? And there is an answer and clinical therapeutic treatment is the answer and building community and personal connectedness, all elements of our service at CASA, which has been part of our, our secret sauce and our recipe for 45 years. This is what we've been we've been teaching and how we've been able to to heal kids. So we have now generations that have been affected through this work, which is a really beautiful thing. How can we identify when a child is going through some kind of a mental crisis? There's so many things that you can look for. Kids being withdrawn, not loving the things that they used to, maybe a change in friends or lack of friends, not participating in social outings. If you have that sneaking suspicion in your gut that something is off with my kid, something probably is. Because the numbers are telling us that the vast majority of kids are experiencing some mental health crisis. One out of four right now. One out of five in serious depression. The numbers are very high. What are they saying is the cause of that? There's a number of things. Um, the pandemic was was tough on all humans. We know as adults it affected us. There was so much disconnection that took place and we are still experiencing the aftermath of that. And then I hate to be one of those millennials that points the finger at social media, but it's a negative effect. It's one of the reasons why at Casa Youth Shelter, when the kids stay with us, they surrender their phone. Their phone is not with them. And we do that for two main reasons. One, we want to take away that negative, harmful influence of social media. We want to disrupt and disconnect, but also because we serve large numbers of kids who have experienced human trafficking and sex trafficking, that's that tether and that's that link. So we want to disconnect that as well. And when you do that, what do you notice? We notice, I'll tell you, and I'm a former English teacher. I notice kids reading and we have a beautiful giving library at our facility. I notice kids reading. We notice kids opening up and sharing. We notice kids taking that deep breath and emotionally regulating. We notice kids playing a board game, jigsaw puzzles, talking and building community with one another. The changes are incredible. You have a 24-hour helpline. We do. We are actually the first ever youth crisis hotline ever in existence. And, and I'm so proud to speak of our founder in this way because she had this vision and that foresight to know that kids and individuals needed a way to reach out in those moments of crisis. So she created the first ever youth crisis hotline. It still runs today and it is our primary source of referrals and how we kids can get in touch with us anytime, day or night. We never shut that down and we are never we never close our doors. You have the phone number? 
we can share that. Yes, it's on our webpage, it's on our Instagram, and it's a toll-free number as well. And the CASA website is? CASAYouthShelter.org. You also have youth leadership programs. We do. This program has been a part of our organization for many years, and and it's also part of that continuum of care and embracing what's coming next for these kids. So it's an, it's an opportunity for kids who may not be in crisis to give back and help support the shelter and kids, but also for kids who were in crisis, who were, were once residents to come back and be part of a youth leadership program. I was one of those kids. I was one of those kids in crisis. I grew up in poverty and had a very difficult childhood, but I was also a straight A student and I also liked leadership programs. So we wanna make sure that there are opportunities for kids who see something bigger and greater than themselves and know that your trauma does not define you and you are not the worst thing that ever happened to you, that there are opportunities for them. So our YLP program, our youth leadership program is is for all of those kids and more. So they probably help out at the drop-in programs. They can, yes. There's a number of ways we can do community service projects. It's a great way for kids to earn community service projects. We're offering it both in person and virtually to help um, make sure that it's incredibly inclusive for kids. And yeah, so they, they are reaching out into the community and recognizing that they as individuals can do so much more even as kids. What kind of community outreach do you do? We want to be anywhere and everywhere that kids are and people who work with kids so that they know about us. So we work in schools. That's been part of our expansion and our continuum of care services and other coming soon for us. We hope to get into some family resource centers and other places in the community so that folks know that we're there and we've got these services. We're we're serving the kids anyway. And that's any and all kids 12 to 17 within Orange County and Los Angeles County. How are you funded? Primarily privately funded, although we have a couple of government grants as well, so some public funding, but largely out of the generosity of private individuals who recognize that there is such a need to help kids right now and and invest in their mental health care. How can the public help? They can help by one, coming and visit. I think when you see the shelter and you experience the magic, we are open. I'd be happy to give any one of our listeners a tour and we open up our doors to anyone so they can see and experience the magic of Casa Youth Shelter. Of course, donations are always accepted. We love to experience the generosity of strangers. And then looking out for those signs and signals of youth in crisis and and letting them know that there is an answer and there doesn't need to be such a negative stigma attached to a mental health crisis. You're not the worst thing that ever happened to you and there is healing that can take place. And what does the healing look like? It looks like community. It looks like clinical therapeutic services. It looks like safety. It looks like a trusted adult saying it's going to be okay. So they're very different from the time they walk in to the time they walk out. Very different. That's the goal. That's the goal. Thank you, Casa Youth Shelter Chief Executive Officer Jessica Hubbard for being on Impact OC. And I thank everyone for tuning in. I'm OC Talk Radio Public Affairs Director Don Camber. Have an impactful day. You've been listening to Impact OC, the only program showcasing the people and organizations shaping our community. Right here on Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio.